This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. Thank you for joining us yet again. Today, we've got some fun trailers to talk about. We've got a heartwarming holiday film to talk about that has been getting quite a bit of hype that we are happy to jump on that hype train for. So let's get started. As always, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Nancy and Andres. How are you guys today? Are you in the holiday spirit yet? Ish. You know what? I'm proud wow. of myself. Way to, st- way to really start us <laughs> strong. Ish. Ish. <laughs> well, Mid. I don't I don't have decorations, but I will say I am proud of myself because I have like 90% of my Christmas shopping done. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. What a flex. Yeah. There Usually I wait till the last minute, so I'm very happy about that. Well, there you oh, go. Look at that. And this is like, what, the first week of December? So you're still pretty, still pretty green. There you go. Yeah. That's all you need. Andres, are you mm-hmm. in the Christmas spirit? Oh, my Christmas decorations have been up for like over a month by this point. The second Halloween ended, I put up the Christmas tree. Oh, you're one I of just those asked a yes people. or no question. You're one of those <laughs> people. Yes. You know, Where's your Christmas spirit? No, my sister's the same way. Like, as soon yeah. as it hits, like, the end of November, she's like, tree's up. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, guys, because like. You guys saw my mom's place. She, like, decorated everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we go all out for Christmas, too. We fucking we have way too many Christmas decorations. Like, it's actually overwhelming. Where, but like, you have, we, like, you guys have, like, such a nice house. I feel like you have to. Like, it'd look so sad if you didn't at Christmas time. I think, you know? I think, like, last year we went crazy getting some extra stuff. I was like, we need newer decorations. Like, these are from, like, 1980 through 1993. Like, we need to update yeah, yeah. this shit. And, yeah. um yeah, now it's just kind of like dreading going up to the attic and getting stuff, bringing it on down. It's just like, who's going to do it? Not it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I, I would say if you have like lights that are older than 10 years, I would say just throw them out because um, my parents had their lights up from like from like the 90s or something like that over at their new house. They're like, yeah, we've had these ever since you were a kid. And then they plugged them in into the new house and apparently the wattage was a little off. So like some of the bulbs just started burning right off and then it actually like set the entire uh, top of the roof on fire. And I'm like, okay, I'm not keeping Christmas lights for more than two years. If that's what happens. More than two. You could go yeah, past two years. Yeah. yeah. I would say like the cutoffs, maybe like five. I would say five. Yeah. Five, five but also lights are cheap this time. Like I, I literally just got all my Christmas lights for about 10 bucks. And I'm like, mm, oh. I could do that. Yeah. Nice. Look at all also, the steals. Also, you know how uh, Tom doesn't live in California because he has an attic. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Just a dead giveaway. <laughs> oh, you yeah, have an attic? Have to, you must not be from yeah. California. We have to shove all our Christmas stuff into like the back of the uh, garage or if you have a shed, you know, we don't have the luxury of an attic. Oh, no, like literally all my Christmas stuff is shoved into like at least all the boxes that we're saving everything for. It's shoved into the closet of my office right now because that's the only place we can fit it. So, yeah, that's yeah, I know. I feel that struggle. Name that struggle. I don't have a fancy attic. It's not Anyways. a fancy attic. I could tell you. It's like every step every step up there is a coin toss. Like it could be the end. <laughs> like that's, how, that's literally how it feels. I hate going up there. Ugh. So anyway. so in any place so in any place apart from California, there is no attics or basements, correct? Correct. <laughs> what you mean? Yeah. According to Zodiac, there are no basements well, in California. <laughs> well yeah, I know that. Yeah. 
it's just the way you phrase it. I was like, does he mean like outside of California, there's no attics or basements? I was like, wait, what? That's exactly what <laughs> I meant. <laughs> if I gotcha. said it completely wrong, sorry, guys, I've been up since four in the morning today and it is 2 p.m. right now. So there we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, no one cares. Um, <laughs> just like, I know. Why, 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 why even talk by this point, right? Brain cares. <laughs> my brain cares. My body cares. I'm so mm. sorry. Um, but, but anyways, uh, let's let's hop on into today's show. We've got a f- pr- two pretty huge trailers to talk about that I'm shocked I got released. I think in the same week, so let's let's dive into these. The first one that we've got is the new Godzilla movie. This is not Godzilla minus one, not to be confused with that one, which has been getting rave reviews. Um, but this is for the next Godzilla, the U.S. Godzilla, and this one is Godzilla X Kong. The new empire. So now it seems like we're seeming seeing them seemingly team up against a bigger threat. And uh, yeah, we got our first big trailer here. Movie hits theaters next year. What do we think about this one? Are we on board for this crazy, goofy train now? <laughs> I feel like also the studios are like Godzilla movies. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> like, yeah, man. People love those kaiju's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> no, this looks really cool. Uh, I know we didn't get too much, but visually it looks fantastic. And I feel like this is a, uh, it's almost like Freddy versus Jason, but if like Freddy and Jason teamed up together, which I'm all for. So it looks fun. I'm excited for this one. <laughs> Short to the point, Andres. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so far from everything I've seen about this trailer, it looks, looks like it could be a good time. Um, uh, truthfully, the trailer didn't give me too much apart from some of the stuff that we've, it, like some, some stuff in the trailer kind of feels like, been there if that makes any sense like it kind of didn't give me a hook just yet but so far everything looks everything looks fine and uh you know like nancy said some of the visuals definitely look a little trippy and i know m wingard is one of those directors that he does put in a lot of visual flares especially in terms of his um his fight sequences and his choreography especially with the kaijus so yeah no overall i'm 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 pretty stoked for this but I will say, um, you know, that you know, they keep going like a bigger threat and stuff like that. Well, um, the thing I find most interesting about this trailer is that it does seem that the the threat that's bigger than Godzilla and Kong actually is coming more from the Kong side of stuff as opposed to the last movie where the villain, uh, Mecha Godzilla, was just um, a full on consequence of everything that happened in the previous two movies. So it's for for me, it's going to be more interesting to see, you know, stuff more from the Kong side of the mythology more than anything else. So, yeah, that's that that's where I'm at right now. I think it looks good, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it looks fun. I feel like we're definitely headed into Goofy Town now. Like we're just fully embracing how goofy oh. these movies can be. Like it's full on. I mean, fucking Godzilla's like got like some pink spikes now. Like he's like rocking his like punk pop face. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> like I'm just like, all right. Like I'm not like I'm not over the moon about his like look in the movie. If I'm being honest, I don't really love the pink and everything. Like I just kind of feel like it's just. Maybe it's just him off. going Super Saiyan. We don't I don't know. know. It looks like he's like, that, like all the time in this movie. But I, maybe maybe there's some times where he's just chill and he's just Godzilla just hanging out. <laughs> I was like, don't make me go pink. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, I had a huge smile on my face when they showed that shot of them like running together. I was like, this is full on goofy Saturday morning yeah. cartoon and I'm so here for this. Like, let's <laughs> fucking do this. Um, so it, like, it's, it's very interesting to see them team up. I'm excited for that aspect of it. And I do like Adam Wingard as a director. It's nice to see 
him reunite with uh, Dan Stevens, who I'm pumped is in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I feel like you only got like a very brief glimpse of him or of the humans, which is probably a smart thing because they're always the most uninteresting part of these movies. Yeah. Um, and yet we spend the most time with them. <laughs> of course. And we always get these great actors to play them, but then they have like nothing to do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think it looks fun. I'm interested to see this new threat. Um, but more importantly, I'm, I'm excited for the, the kaiju battles. I think it's going to be sick. So I'm very... Very excited for this one to hit theaters next year, but I think I'm a little bit more excited for the next trailer that we're about to talk about that I'm shocked that we saw as much footage as we did in this first trailer, and that is for uh, Furiosa or something Mad Max Saga because people can't associate anything (laughs) to a franchise. We just got to hit them over the head. But but this is the prequel to Mad Max Fury Road where we see a younger version of Furiosa who's played here by Anya Taylor-Joy. Khan, I know you want to be... I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know you want to be here and you want to go crazy, but you are here in spirit. Um, My but we get to see her journey as a you know a young woman, like very shortly after this whole what's it called? What do they call this whole thing? Like the post-apocalypse? Like what do they call it? The oh my god, it's they they even like had it in the beginning of the trailer. Yeah. It's like I 20 know. years after the whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm blanking right now. We'll but yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. But uh, <laughs> I guess it's shortly after that whole you know um, post apocalypse starts, um, and it's like her journey to try to get back home. And Chris Hemsworth's in here, and he's going nuts. And then we see all the crazy bonkers action that is you know uh, par for the course for a George Miller action film, Mad Max film. Um, I mean, Mad Max Fury Road, I think, is just genuinely one of the best action movies ever made. So obviously my expectations for this movie are very high. Um, I just honestly, every time I watch Mad Max Fury Road, I think to myself, how the fuck did they make this movie and how did no one die? Um, It's just (laughs) insane. Like every time I watch it, it is bonkers, just the stunts and just the action choreography. And it's just unlike anything you'll ever see in your life. Um, I'm glad to see that the vibe is still there for like what he established in Mad Max Fury Road. Like it still feels very kinetic. It still feels very energized. The visuals look fantastic. It's very colorful and vibrant. It looks intense. It's great to see Chris Hemsworth kind of be goofy and out there. It's nice to see like kind of forget that Chris Hemsworth's there for a second. I was like, oh, there we go. I don't see fucking Thor. All right. Awesome. Um, And the action sequences look really fun. I mean, there, I mean, obviously this movie's not coming out for a while, so there's probably going to be some fine tuning post-production wise. There is definitely more of a, a swerve to more CGI, I think I'm seeing in this trailer, which, yeah. you know, like there are some practical stuff, of course, but I feel like I did see a lot of CGI in this trailer, which makes me just a smidge worried because what made Mad Max Fury Road work so well is just how practical and like tactile it felt, where it just it literally felt dangerous, like it was insane. When And of course, there was some CGI in it, but not nearly as much as people probably thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still pumped. I can't wait for this movie. How about you guys? Let's start yeah. with uh, Andres. Andres, oh, were you I, googling if someone died? <laughs> no. Okay. Wait, what, what? What was? What prompted that? In googling if somebody died? Well, that seems was, oddly specific. Well, because Tom said he was surprised no one died, like making this a movie. And then I saw you like looking at your phone. I was like, wait, did someone die? <laughs> no, nah, he's just bored. <laughs> no, no, he's just no, bored. no, no, no. No, I'm not bored. I was, I was I'm grabbing. Not, bored. I'm not. I'm not bored. bored. Jesus. I was, I, I was grabbing. I was grabbing. A book title because I was going to mention this really great book on the making of Fury Road because I all right first off I am so fucking on board for this movie everything about it looks fantastic to me um, here's the thing I will say about the CG the CG in the previous 
um, movie, it was all condensed down to maybe just one sequence, and that was the one with the tornado. And that was like a very small part of the entire movie. But I will say they marketed the shit out of that sequence. And like, again, a lot of people had the same exact thought, like, oh, man, is it going to be overly CG and all that other stuff? And then when you see the entire movie in context, um, it's one of those. It's a very small part of the movie. And the CG that they do is more just painting out cables more than anything else. But I think it's going to be the same case for this movie. But um, speaking about that book on the making of Mad Max Fury Road, and I'm pulling up the title right now because my phone keeps going black. <laughs> um, this book, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, is fantastic in the sense that they literally detail every single possible thing that went wrong on the making of Fury Road and how that production went from like being like, oh, it's only going to be a year in Australia to like five years. But one thing that they did mention in the book is that George Miller, in between the time that he was doing um, pre-production on Mad Max Fury Road, because that was like at least a two-year pre-production, he had all this time to write the script for Furiosa, and he just gave that to Charlize Theron as like a backstory. It's like, here, just, just know that none of this will be touched in the movie, but just so you have it in your head. And that's essentially the movie that they're shooting right now. So... Mm-hmm. I'm fully on board with that. Just knowing that this was conceived at around the same time that Fury Road was conceived, I'm, you know, it's, ah, God. And can we also just talk about the fact that George Miller is damn near, like, 80 years old? Yeah, and still cranking he is, out those bangers. He's still cranking mm-hmm. out those bangers. I mean, like, even the last movie, the Genie movie, I thought was really interesting. And I thought it was oh, I never saw that one. It was pretty cool. I heard very mixed things about that one. It was very mixed, but I think people were walking into it um, hoping that it was going to be a, gonna be a uh, Fury Road. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be like 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 oh, this Fucking is going to be amazing. Gonna hop in a truck, it's like let's go. <laughs> yeah, a truck with gasoline. <laughs> I'll grant you a fucking three wishes. <laughs> <laughs> see now, I want to see that movie. I kind of want to see that. That'd be a great fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Overall, everything looks really cool so far. Um, Anya Taylor Joy is. I mean, if you're going to get an actress to replace um Charlize Theron and someone who is as daring as she is in her choices as an actress I mean hells yeah sign me up for this movie I am I am stoked I'm stoked it feels weird because they went to shoot this movie I think like four or five years ago and now they're finally showing us footage so there you know there you go good things come come to those who wait (laughs) yeah all right Nancy are you similarly excited yeah, I think it looks it looks very pretty. <laughs> every every time she just starts it, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't. It's how do I put this? It's not that I wasn't a huge fan of the last movie. I had only seen it once a long time ago, so I definitely have to rewatch. And as everyone who knows me knows, my memory is shit, so <laughs> I have to definitely rewatch this. Mm-hmm. I think to get hyped for this one. But watching the trailer, I think Anya Taylor Joy was a perfect choice for this and hearing that they uh you know gave shirley theron the background to it for her character i love that because then you have that consistency of like the vibe of the character and you know getting into that so yeah no i think this is going to be fantastic awesome yeah i mean i'm glad we're all on board for i mean if it's anything 
near as good as Fury Road. We're going to have a great time at the movies. Uh, I mean, I would love to have a nice little double feature there. I, I'm always praying that when like the follow up comes up, I'm just like, oh, I'll let it be as good so I can do a good double feature. And I'm like, I'm yeah. bummed because like I recently saw Silent Night and I did not like it. And I was like, what a great double feature would have been between Violent Night and Silent Night. And now I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it pisses me off. But anyway, yeah. that's besides the point. But yeah, do they ever, uh, in theaters, like bring back the original. They should do that. Like, but, uh, for Fury Road, like bring it back to theaters. Yeah, bring it back to theaters so you can oh. do like a double feature of like. They might do it before you know, that, the movie comes one. out. Yeah. It's possible. Well, well, I think they're probably definitely going to put um, uh, Fury Road um, in front of Furiosa for sure. But to they, I don't think they ever did it with the previous movies because. Oh with no, those that, previous that movies. Movie. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 they were also they were also trying to you know distance themselves from mel gibson as much as they could have at the guys, time have you seen so, the yeah. original mad max movie oh oh yeah i think i, I, think, I think i saw the I, first two when i was like younger no, i, I, I went, was like what the hell yeah i was this? like what is this yeah. <laughs> wait which which one the original one the first one yeah the first oh, one the i did not care for <laughs> yeah i was like yeah, the what? first one not yeah, at no. all what i thought it was gonna be oh yeah no definitely not no like the first one feels like it feels like a rough draft of an indie movie more than anything else. Like they basically, they basically shot it with like barely a budget. They had this unbankable actor named Mel Gibson at the time who would go on to become a freaking icon later on. And lose his accent. Yeah. And lose his accent. <laughs> but, um, but no, yes. actually I, I, I had a special experience watching all the Mad Max movies because I went to go see him at the new Bev um, one after the other, uh, all the way leading up to Fury Road, and I saw it with Adam Witt there, and that was that was a great experience, just watching all these movies together. But um, the first one definitely is shaky. Second one is is like the T two of the franchise. I think it, it's one of those that's so groundbreaking and so great in terms of an action movie. And then the third one is just like, what the hell's going on? And I remember going into Fury Road, I'm like. I've seen this one so many times. Maybe, maybe I'll call it a day. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll just go home a little early. It's also a little late and stuff like that. Now, by the time Fury Road started up, I was I was wide awake throughout that entire movie. <laughs> yep, yeah. that movie would be like a lullaby to my mom. She falls asleep during every action movie ever made. <laughs> so, like, if, if it's like a character drama, wide awake. But if it's like Fast and Furious, it's lights out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's just it's honestly it's baffling to me i like I, I wish it could be studied like it's insane like you could put on any sequence from fury road put it at max volume and she'll just be like fast asleep like a little baby because <laughs> you guys live in new york with all the traffic she's like ah well, that doesn't happen to me <laughs> no, i don't know not I don't built know. not built the same i guess i guess i guess i guess, I guess we're not uh, but speaking of character dramas, yeah, that's right. There, there's a little transition for yeah, you. you Let's talk about our film Ooh. of the week today, which I'm very excited to talk about because we've been talking about, you know, uh, reviewing this on the show for a little while, but it took us a little while for all of us to see the movie. Um, I was definitely the last holdout for sure. Um, but uh, God, I'm so, I am so <laughs> happy that I finally got to see this movie. Um a couple weeks ago and that is the holdovers that stars paul giamatti it's like a christmas film from alexander payne director alexander payne um and it takes place i think in the 70s i'm pretty sure yeah. um oh yeah and it takes place at christmas time and paul giamatti plays this professor is it at a high school or college it was hard to tell it's, it's a high school i think yeah, it's, it's a high school, school right yeah. um 
and he's it's like start- a boarding school, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe that's why it kind of felt like a college. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's assigned the duty of like staying with the students who don't have anywhere to go for the holidays, <laughs> you know, aka the holdover. So he has to watch over this, you know, whoever stays back. Um, and then it ultimately just becomes like this like heartwarming, you know, character drama, you know, about like these people who are almost like left behind, like finding kinship with the, each other at Christmas time. And, you know, for better or worse, you know, there's some laughs or some tears and all that stuff. But I really didn't know what to make of this movie when I saw the trailer. It just it was a very bizarre trailer. I was like, what is this movie? <laughs> I was like, all right. But then all the buzz I heard, you know, made me want to see it. Everyone was saying it was fantastic. One of the best holiday movies in years. I was like, all right, this is you're building up hype. You're building up hype. But, you know, after watching it, I can really see what the hype is about. So before we jump into the movie, if you haven't seen it, obviously don't continue watching or listening, but we're going to be going to some spoilers here. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the holdovers. Generally, like, what did we think about the movie? We'll start with, uh, I don't give a fuck. Na- <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> I don't know. Me. Nancy, you, sure. you, you know what? Yeah. Nancy was the first one to watch it. So Nancy, you're yeah, the there first. you go. Thank you. Yes. And I actually, I think it's been like over maybe about a month that I've seen this movie. And I think uh, it's a testament to the movie of, you know, thinking back on it. I really can't think of anything glaring that I didn't dislike about it. And all I can think about is all the good moments that I absolutely love this movie. It's a movie that I wanted to rewatch immediately after it was done. Oh, same, same. It's such a heartwarming, heartwarming movie. It's so good. Paul Giamatti is fantastic in this. I love that they, they, the writers and him didn't make his character flat where he's just kind of this asshole and you know he's this hard teacher and he's hard on the kids and doesn't really learn anything and you know by the end you just feel for him so much and it's such a great such a great movie all the kids were fantastic actors and i feel like this movie has a little bit of a twist to it in the sense of you know, from the trailers, it looks like he's going to be taking care of all these kids and yeah. it's going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, this group thing. And then all of a sudden. Spoiler. They, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> they all get to leave and there's only one kid left. And then Ooh. that, yeah, that, <laughs> that allows them to kind of form this bond. And to me, this was a very like inverted uh dead poet society in a way and mm-hmm. i love those kind of movies so this was fantastic i like i as soon as i got out i told you guys like you have yeah you to, were ecstatic about have it have to see yeah. this movie it's so good so I, I highly recommend go see it to anyone all right awesome awesome andres what did we think about the holdovers the holdovers well um i think i think i i think i got a weird sense for both of you guys uh the, the moment that nancy came out and then she was like you guys gotta see this and i'm like oh it's one of my most anticipated of the year and then like it was like wait what this movie it's like yeah i love alexander payne i love all of his movies or majority of them um, yeah i was about to say no. do you like downsizing <laughs> yeah da- downsizing was probably a, a, a I, big, I still big, haven't big seen, i still haven't seen it just because everyone's like it's so unbelievably depressing and not at all what you think it's gonna be yeah not not depressing they just go into a place where you're just like okay that's where you decided to go in with this movie all right well that's that that's a choice (laughs) but yeah no like 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 i love like i love some of um i love some of uh alexander payne's previous movies like election is fantastic 
Uh, Charlie Wilson's War is great. I love Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, God, so great. And um, no, but probably my favorite one out of the entire bunch is Sideways. Sideways. I still need to see Sideways. Oh, it's so good. I hated Sideways. I did not like Sideways at all. And so when we went into the movies, Craig was telling me like, oh, yeah, it's the same guy who made Sideways. I was like, oh, no. I was like, I did not like that movie. So I was a little worried that I was going to like hate this. But I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, Sideways has been on my list for a while. <laughs> oh, it's I great. Tom, like, Thomas Hay- Thomas Hayden Church is no, the reason I, I, I will, you watch I, it's that got, movie. I mean, it's Paul Giamatti. I love Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, like that was during his like, like comedy era, which I loved. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So so going into this movie, um, I I felt kind of the same way. Where it's like the trailers kind of marketed it a little weirdly. It looked like it was a throwback, and I, I just couldn't make of it. But that's one of those things, like a Pixar movie. You can't necessarily market it for, via trailer, so you just have to go into it and just experience it right from the very beginning to the end. And God, I absolutely love this movie, top to bottom. Everything about it is just phenomenal. Such a tight screenplay, such a great uh, cast of characters as well, too. I mean, like I feel like I feel like um, uh, the one person that's not getting enough um, that's not getting enough praise as this movie's coming out is um divine joy randolph who is fantastic Were your notes off screen <laughs> of course <laughs> was uh <laughs> no she is amazing no she's but, fantastic uh, so oh yeah she's amazing yeah but no and then also um uh i can't pronounce this kid's last name but the kid who played um uh angus is fantastic as well too that's like the main kid right the one that he's looking yeah at yeah he was great yeah. i loved him oh, yeah he's such a revelation on that part but i think more than anything else this is a career best for paul giamatti i mean i, I can't i, I can't agree. think of anything where he's played something with such such a fine line between being a being an asshole teacher with this curmudgeon and then like seeing like the small little parts where you know he does truly want to want to want to make this experience great for the kid and all this other stuff so like you know just like his, his moment where he grabs the christmas tree is just so fantastic he's like hey here's a christmas tree oh it like- looks fucking awful <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, oh, goodness. But they sprinkled this movie with so much small moments and so many like really, really heartwarming and sort of just like life affirming mm-hmm. moments that you just go, this is the type of movie that I go that I, I love the fall season for. Like, this yeah. is the type of movie that when you get to the end of the year, you 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 hold out hold over for some of these gems oh, you've been sitting on that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> you hold out for some of these gems and truly this is one of the one of the best movies of the year so yeah go go freaking see it i can't say enough about it i you know we're going to talk about it for a little more longer so yeah so go see it yeah i mean oh, i cannot give paul giamatti enough praise so it's like i've always loved him like i just i've never seen him well actually no i have seen him give a bad performance hello amazing spider-man too but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but i feel like uh, no nah, i can't I, I just don't want to talk about it it's my trigger word rhino um yeah. but <laughs> I, I I love, uh, half of it wasn't his fault you know but I don't know. He made a choice. Yeah. <laughs> but, game. <laughs> oh my god, it's just so funny. But anyway, um, I I mean I've seen him give so many good performances throughout his career. I love him as an actor. He's just got this like easygoing charm and like presence about him. And I feel like this movie utilizes all of his talents, like how funny he can be, how warm he can be as an actor, and just like how talented, how he can just 
go from being kind of just like a asshole to this kind of like warm-hearted guy who's just kind of like yearning for a connection where it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel awkward. It's like you feel it naturally happen where he's slowly peeling back the layers of who he is as he gets to know this kid and find out like about his past and his relationship with his father and everything. You know, it's like I feel like everyone just like sees this guy as an asshole because they don't take the time to actually like, get a get to know him. And you and you get that sense where like maybe he's just being closed off because he just thinks everyone hates him and he feels like no one actually wants to get to know him. So like it didn't take long for me to actually feel for the guy because I was yeah. worried after seeing the trailer, like Nancy said, like, is he just going to be a, like an asshole the entire time? Because that's not something I'm interested in. It's not, you know, um, not really a fun character arc because there wouldn't really be one. Um, but just to see him kind of from the outside, like, yeah, he's kind of an asshole to students, but it's because he's trying to get like the best out of them. Like he knows that they're mm -hmm. being lazy and he wants them to do well. Like he cares about them, but in, in his own unique way. And they're seeing it as him being an asshole, but he's just trying to be like almost like a stern parental figure. But like it's very, very clear early on that he's like, he's a good dude. He's just kind of misunderstood. Uh, and Giamatti plays that wonderfully. But yeah. the chemistry between him, um, you know, the main kid and also, you know, um, the I think the lunch lady <laughs> I, I I think that's who she is in yeah, the movie. Mary. Like, yeah 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 she, yeah, um, she cooks I love how Mary is like his Jiminy Cricket of just like smacking him up on the yeah head pretty much like, just like why don't you asshole? stop being an asshole yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here to judge your moral character <laughs> <laughs> you're horrible <laughs> you're horrible <laughs> you're losing a lot of men <laughs> but enough Puss in Boots the last wish um so I've been seeing it. Fa oh, oh, you still haven't seen movie. it? Oh, my fucking Remember, God. Remember, okay. we said we were going to watch it together. Fine, we will. You, and we then will. you guys decided to put it on when, like, we were all drunk and it was late and I couldn't stay awake. Bad well, choices. it's a watch. That's going to be a watch along. Okay. That's oh, just, yeah. that's a delightful film. I'll watch sure. that, like, anytime. <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely love Jiminy Cricket-esque character. I love their whole dynamic, that trio. Like, it felt like a makeshift family and, like, it was so warm. and Like, this movie just feels like a warm hug and that's what i love about it like it's just such a feel good feels like fall feels like christmas kind of film where it's just like it's like a, it's going to become like a comfort movie for me like i can easily see that where like maybe one day i don't want to watch something new i just want something that's going to make me feel good put on the holdovers easy choice like it's just I, I really loved how like feel good this movie was i was you know a little bit worried it might be a little bit too mean-spirited or a little bit hollow but it's like one of the most heartwarming movies of the year for sure yeah absolutely and that's Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a moment for the episode. <laughs> I was going to say, I just, I did also didn't expect it to be as funny as oh, it was. Very, oh my God. Some of the lines really in this Hilarious. Movie. So Holy funny. Shit. My favorite scene of the whole movie, I was dying laughing, was when, was he, toward the end? <laughs> when he dislocates his shoulder and oh. he's trying to scrape the ice off the car and he's like, hurry up. And he's like, I'm trying. <laughs> And then, and then when they're in the car, he's like, you said you would wash your hands of me. He's like, well, I didn't mean literally. He's like, of course you didn't mean literally. What are we going to do? Wash your hands? And just let, <laughs> that whole scene was just so funny. I Oh, my God. I was dying laughing. Uh, I still think the delivery of the year is like toward the end of the movie where Paul Giamatti like runs into his like teacher friend or whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, look, I can say this because I've known you for a very long time and we're colleagues. I've always thought of you as human penis cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I like, I laughed so hard and so loud because it just, I did not expect that line at all. And Giamatti just like delivered it so perfectly. I was like, that Such is a, just like, chef's kiss so, moment. Sophisticated yes. way to insult someone. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. 
and, and and just and just also just even the moment where um he's in Boston with the kid and um the the prostitute comes over he's like hey you want to have a good time and then he's just like no no he brushes it off and then the kid's like why why don't you just go for it and he's like son let me tell you something um sex is merely just empathy mixed with a little bit of pity and i'm like oh my god what yep. the hell is going tells on you, tells you about his past yeah exactly <laughs> and i love the uh was it the cherries jubilee scene where they won't let him do it just because it has fucking alcohol in it he's like i'm so not funny. gonna drink it and all the alcohol burns off so yeah no, that was that was both funny and such a sweet moment too, because they're like, "No, we're getting this kid his cherries jubilee. We have to light this shit on fire ourselves." Yeah, that was really cute. Where they oh, like yeah. brought it outside in front of the car, like that was really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> then we're thinking, "Oh, the car is going to be set on fire in a little bit." <laughs> like that's that's why I truly love about Alexander Payne's movie is that he finds a way to he never judges his characters. He always finds that little emotional hook where he's like, you know what? Here's this curmudgeon old man. Here's this, um, here's this crazy out of control kid, I guess. And then here is the, the, the lonely, the lonely lunch lady as well too. And he manages to find a small hook for every single one of them. And by the end, you're just, you're just rooting for every single one of them. And Mm -hmm. he, he builds a layer of pathos all throughout the movie that by the very end, you understand all these people for, who they are as human beings and what motivates them and what drives them. And especially with um, Mary's whole backstory with uh, what has happened to her as well, too. Yeah, that, with, was tragic. Yeah, yeah. that, that was very tragic, but also just, oh, God, the, the scene at the party is so great. Just, mm. you know, j- j- just when, when she starts to finally have fun and she starts listening to the records that she would play with her son. And then literally the guy comes up and he's like, come on, can't we just play? He's like, don't you dare touch that fucking record. I was like, Oh uh, yeah, I love this. <laughs> yeah, that's, it was great. I think, um, you know, with her, I really love that she definitely sees a, and they portray it very well. Like, there's definitely a difference between her son and the other kids, and how oh, yeah. he was treated, and yet she still works there. She still puts effort into her job. She still cares about the kids and she's still Mm -hmm. almost like she's holding it together throughout the movie. And then she finally cracks in that scene. And Mm -hmm. I, she just did such a good job portraying that. And I love how at the end she ends up giving her son's baby stuff to her sister who is about to have, I think it's her sister who is about to have a baby, um, which I thought was a nice little bow on things i think that's like the last we see of her in, in the movie i felt really bad for uh paul giamatti's character where he's like hitting it off with that woman and like you think oh. that they're gonna have a thing and then finds out I that would... she's ha- got a boyfriend i was like oh fuck you you let him on yes okay thank you <laughs> but, i was listen, like look, i don't yes. know if i'm just being biased or, or like what because i like i'm rooting for him but i was like fuck you like you yeah, really like, I'm sorry, but that, like that woman it. led him on hardcore. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, yeah. I was so mad at her. I yeah, like, I was like, yo, oh, fuck no. you and your stupid, fugly boyfriend. <laughs> 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 I, was like, I, was, I was like rooting for my boy. I was like, yo, don't you fucking disrespect my boy. He's a warm-hearted, <laughs> genuine dude, whatever. He might smell like fish, but he's still a good <laughs> dude. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when he drinks, too. <laughs> now, I, I would also you, love you... that they made that a part of his character, that he has that condition where he ends up smelling like fish. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what an interesting character trait to imbue yeah. and <laughs> yeah. it was 
And it wasn't delivered in like a comical way too, which I loved. He like finally said it and it was like, you could tell it was something that he had come to terms with. And like, it obviously he probably got teased growing up and, you know, all of this. So I loved how they portrayed it. And we can't also forget his little wonky eye <laughs> throughout the movie. Honestly, I, it's like I got so used to it so fast. I forgot it was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I almost thought, I was like, is it switching eyeballs? Am I just imagining? Like, what is this thing? And Magic. then, like, yeah. But, <laughs> and then I love at the end where he's like, it's this one. You this look one. at this one. Yeah, that, that was cute. <laughs> that was funny. So, but oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I did love the whole ending, like the nice end to his arc where he defends, um, yeah. The student, you know, like saying, like, you know, I took him to see his father. He should see his father. It's the holidays. You know, like, don't expel him. You know, like, you know, this is my responsibility or whatever. And like, you know, he ends up getting fired and the kid gets another chance at the school. I just thought that was such a great way of showing how close that they had gotten, how much he cared about him and his future and everything. Like, that was really nice. And like, even though he got fired, it still felt like a very hopeful ending as if like, yeah, he might actually go write his book now. Like, maybe this was like a blessing in disguise and he seems very content with the decision. And growth on his end. And not even just that, but the scene where then Angus comes up and like thanks him and they have that moment. Like, ah, I almost got teary-eyed. Oh, I got teary-eyed. A oh, yeah. Times. Oh, I yeah. definitely did. Yeah. No, and, oh, yeah. and, that, and that's such a that's such a great humbling moment for that character as well, too, because all throughout the movie, he's presenting himself as like, oh, I know everything, and I'm I'm right about everything. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. t- t- the precursor to that scene at the very end where he's talking to the kid and the kid's going, my mom doesn't want me there. She She's looking for any excuse to basically, you know, just just leave me behind because I remind her of dad. And then the second he keeps going, no, no, that's not true because he's trying to he's trying to be supportive and he's trying to be that that father figure to him and trying to give him a little bit of hope in the holidays. And then at the very end, when he's having this chat with her, you can just it like kudos to Paul Giamatti for playing this so subtly, but you could see it in his face. Like he's just like, he was right. He was absolutely right in every capacity. And I was wrong on this. And she's truly an awful human being for just, you know, being like, yeah, yeah. She was awful. She was terrible. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, oh I think she was terrible. Should I sit back for this one? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, here's the thing, because I was going to say, I love that they also put layers to that as well. You know, it, I can only imagine how difficult it Well, and also, okay, let's back up a little bit. The swerve of that his dad isn't dead, um, mm-hmm. I thought was perfect, because they obviously set it up. And as soon as he said, of course I can take you to a cemetery, I was like, oh, no. He's not in a cemetery. And as soon as I saw the driveway, I was like, oh, that's definitely a, a mental health hospital. Like, I knew it for sure. And, you know, I I think at the beginning, you do feel that this mom is just putting the stepdad first before her son. And I will agree that it was very shitty that she couldn't just let him come home especially during the holidays by himself like that part but i like that they put in layers of when he's confronting her she's saying like look we've had i'm still taking care of him even though he is my ex-husband he's my son's father i'm still the one paying for all this finding him mental health hospitals. He's been in and out of a bunch. This was like one that we finally got him settled in. And now that he's become aggressive, like we have to 
you know, displace him into another mental health hospital and just trying to figure that out. And I can only imagine how difficult that is to still love someone, but you are how you have to move on, but you're still caring for them. And I, I like that they put in that layer that it's not just her being an asshole and like, oh, you shouldn't have taken to see him because I just don't want him to see him. Like there are definitely reasons why. So I do like that they put that layer in it. And I don't think it was just like her being a, a bitch. I think there's a lot more to it. Than that. Oh, I don't think she was an asshole for that. I just think she was an asshole for not letting her son come home for the holidays. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, 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 not letting him come home for the holidays, but also deciding to do a honeymoon seven months after you've been married yeah. and on, on, on the holiday itself. And also I, I understand it's a honeymoon and all that other stuff, but at the same time, it's like, you know, the last thing that kid wants to do is be by himself. He wants to be with family like that. Like yeah. that was the entire reason why he wanted to see his dad. And I got the implication that it had been years since he had seen him. So that's just one of those things that it adds another layer to just why, 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 um, why, uh, oh God, I'm blanking on his name. Angus is, is doing what he does at certain points. Sometimes it's just, it's just him calling out for attention. And then sometimes it's just him just being like, listen, I, I like, like, like I still feel, I still want, I still need that human connection. Why mm-hmm. is no one giving it to me? And that's, and, and just the way he defends sort of the, um, in the beginning of the movie, when we still are following some of the other kids, they're stuck. He does defend some of the, um, some of the yeah, other kids that are being bullied and all that other stuff, especially from, oh my God, what, what's his name? The asshole that like makes up all these stories is like, oh God, I'm, I'm blanking on him. The, the one the one who at the very end is like, oh, I think he got fired because uh, he was like eating his own feces or whatever it was. You know uh, who I'm talking yeah. about, the long haired kid. Yes. Yeah, so what, yeah. what the one who got like picked up in a helicopter or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah, the one yeah. who did not learn any lessons. Yeah. He was the one who was like, all right, I'm going to go skiing. Peace. Yeah, yeah. And, and and he was also the one that's still at the very end is still doing the same bullshit that he was doing in the very beginning, mm-hmm. where he was like, "Oh, the reason I'm not coming home is because my parents are re renovating the house." It's like it's fucking December. Everybody doesn't renovate their house in the winter, you asshole. I'm like, oh my god, lying through his teeth. I I just s- such great little moments there. But but to the point about about the mom, I do understand that, but also at the same time, it's just one of those things where I'm like. Uh, it's, it's kind of like you, you can relate, but also at the same time, you can kind of be like, you do understand that your son is by himself and he's got nobody. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. I mean, but you know, now it's, it's game time right now. What are we giving this one out of five pints? That's the real question. Did you guys have any issues with the movie? We've been talking a lot of pros here. Is there anything you disliked about the movie? It ended. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I remember. Again, it's been a while since I've seen it. I think maybe at one point it lulled a little bit from I have a sense that I felt that when I watched it, but I can't really remember. So no big qualms, although uh, not a qualm, but just a funny fact when he was at the very end, when he was like driving away and he stole that whiskey bottle, I had a Google. I was like, when the hell was like drinking and driving illegal? And it was surprisingly much later than I thought. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. that, that reminds me of the great freaking scene where he's talking about like uh the guy who like plagiarized his essay as he's trying to buy like a bottle of jim beam or whatever and then he says like he hit him with his car and it's like this whole thing and it's like oh, yeah, all yeah, leading yeah. up it's all leading go, up to this great yeah fun the great punchline where he buys it finally and then the guy's like you go killer and it was just 
Giamatti's face at that like oh, perfection. I was like, <laughs> what a great way of like building up to that like so it's just simple punchline. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> so also just subtly mentioning that he hit him with his car. Was yeah, hilarious. So freaking yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, and but but like like some of the more memorable moments for me are some of the smaller ones like the. Like the interaction that he has with the kid, and what like you know during during the um during the trip to the museum where he's showing him all the art, and then he's like, "Look right here." It's like, listen, if there's art, there's pornography somewhere. <laughs> like it's like 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 that like that was just such a fun little character moment. Like you know, just him trying to relate to him, and yeah, I mean, like God, like honestly, I I can't really think of any negatives on this movie. Like we haven't even talked about the visual style of the movie either. Like this is the most seventies movie. Oh, I've seen solid in production so value. long. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. So in like, yeah, no, honestly, it's, it's, it's just a gem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well then out of five, what are we doing? Go for it, Andres. <clears throat> oh, I'm going all the way with this one. I'm giving it a five out of five pints. Five out of five pints coming strong out of the gate. Nancy. I think I will give it five. May drop if I rewatch it, just because it's been so long. But as of right now, what is in my brain, I'm going to go with five out of five. And I will be going with a four and a half out of five, only just because I wish we learned more about the learn more about Mary. You know, we got little hints about her, but I felt like it would have been nice to maybe have a scene or two more of like her interacting with the kid, or maybe with Paul Giamatti's character, or even just to you know have a solo scene where we flesh her out a little bit more because it was like I was invested in her story and I was very interested so I would have loved to see a little bit more of her but very minor very minor complaint so I would say four and a half out of five stars I mean pints it's a great freaking movie <laughs> if you're looking for like a great feel-good holiday movie that like you've been clamoring for watch the holdovers go see it it's leaving theaters soon it's available on digital as well now if you want to rent it or anything like that but uh it's just a great movie so see it any way you can it's fantastic um but before we head on out you know uh, make sure you guys let us know what you think about the holdovers. If you do see it, let us know what you thought of about the trailers for Godzilla and Furiosa. Leave it in the comments. We always love to see those comments. Um, and before we head on out, where can the fine people find you guys on the interwebs? Nancy? At PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. And again, leave comments. I love them. And uh, make suggestions what we should review. Can't guarantee we'll do it, but <laughs> but, we but might. there's hope there's hope. yeah hey we did it for the holdovers so there yeah. you go so, there you go oh yeah andres where can the fine people find you uh you can find me on twitter and instagram as galagos you can also find me on twitch.tv as galagos 209 you can also find me here and you can also find me on the high voltage media Why channel where we're doing... what's going on here are you in pain yeah, you okay? You're right. Mm, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I was just thinking. His uh, wink. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's this eye, guys. Oh, he was setting that up. You there devilish dog. You hot gun swinging <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> um, and if you guys want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash and Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And you can also find me on TikTok at Chattelbash Reviews too if you're interested in that. Um, and yeah, thank you for tuning into another brand new episode of film on tap where we've got the tap that never runs out we will see you in the next episode and until next time you guys have an awesome rest of your day take care bye Peace.